0: Welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message.
1: So here we've got Kiri. She's an amazing mum of three adult children, and she's actually just newly become a grandmother to little Grace. So so cool. That's awesome. And Kerry has been a leadership here at Renew Church Forever with her husband, Julian, who's on our oversight team. And Kerry um, oversees our marriage and pre-marriage ministry, um, which is such an amazing ministry. We're actually doing pre-marriage um, counseling support for people in other churches and in the community too. So it's an amazing ministry, and called Prepare and Rich. She runs our info desk, but she's also worked for years in play centre. She's like the lady you go to if you've got parenting issues. Actually, maybe you shouldn't overwhelm me with all your issues or <laughs> marriage stuff. She's so cool. Is that have I remembered everything?
2: I've got two beautiful daughter-in-laws. Oh, you have two? Yes. I am very privileged. That's to really cool. In my life. That's yeah.
1: lovely. Um, we also have Sue here. Hi, Sue. <laughs> she's an amazing mom of four adult kids. She's a grandma of 12. And she's part of our staffing team here at Renew Church. She oversees our Next Steps program. Um, she works in Renew School here in the office and is also on Renew Church staff. But she's been a part of this church before Simon and I even came here. Her late husband Gary and her were the assistant pastors here for years, and they were both amazing. So, so good to have you here, Sue. Did I remember everything? Pretty much. And we've got Nina, the legend, busy mum of three. So good to have you here. And... She's been involved in leadership and staff here for years. I remember when you came over from South, Af- South Africa and <laughs> she's been on our staff as our worship pastor here and still involved in the worship team. Her husband, Tim, is the associate principal of our primary school here at Renew School. So amazing ladies. So good to have you. Um, and before we share, I'm just going to ask them some quick, fun questions. I don't have to answer them, but just so you can get to know them better. Who feels like they've learned stuff already? Yeah, I have. Well, no, I sort of have. I did write what I said, but, you know. Anyway, some quick questions before we get you girls to share, and you don't have to answer them, but firstly, have any of you ever forgotten your child or left your child somewhere? No, but
2: I believe you have.
1: I really thought someone else might have done this, but it turns out I'm the only kid that's forgotten my child and left them at church on Mother's Day. Okay, move on. Have you ever eaten your child's Easter eggs?
0: Yes, yes. I can't believe you have. <laughs> and their snacks. And the- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, if I've ever bought my kids e cigs, <laughs> they get put away for the kids. What do you guys do? Just put them away for the kids? Buy extra
2: ones. <laughs> 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 buy more again. Julian probably doesn't even know this. <laughs> <laughs> Just never get the new ones. <laughs> Come on, girls. I'm sure some of you have done it. Has anyone ever done that? No. One. <laughs> you can tell Sue hasn't, like, she's still really Sue's slim. <laughs> so good. I
1: haven't either though, I don't think. Okay, if you want to share one of the highlights of being a mum.
2: I think there's many highlights and different, um, motherhood has different seasons and stages and um, highlights can be that first smile from your first baby if you're in that stage. Highlights can be um, seeing your children um, snuggled up together watching a movie in a bedroom and you haven't organised it and they're loving each other. Um, But the age of life that I'm in now with my children, my highlight is seeing them grown up and um, being effective adults in the world. And um, I look at them and I think I must have done something right. (laughs) That's
3: cool. Uh, My highlight is um, looking at it from the perspective of having adult children and um, seeing them make good choices and I just have to add on that um, this morning I got some beautiful texts from my boys. Nice. And from my, I call them daughters in love yeah. because they married my boys because they love them. And so I've had texts from them as well, which has been really special. That's so nice. I haven't had any texts from my boys this morning,
1: just saying.
3: <laughs>
0: Um, My highlight is that I've got three girls So I come from an all-girl family And my husband Tim has two sisters So we understand girls I don't know what we would have done if we'd had a boy But um, yeah, just loving the stages they're all in I've got a seven-year-old, a three-and-a-half-year-old And a a -a one-and-a-half-year-old So we're still in the little kid stage and baby stage But yeah, just really enjoying every sort of um, milestone at the moment Yeah,
1: so cool, I love that Okay, last random quick question. Hardest part of being a mum?
0: £10. Six. <laughs> that was hard.
1: <laughs> I'm still oh, alive. £10. £10. <laughs> six. Yeah. Wow. £10. Six. Oh, i had
2: have £10. Oh, six I too. I thought you said 10 past six in the morning. I
3: was like, that's, that's oh, no. a good time. <laughs> £10. Six, <laughs> yep. Uh, mine is. Keeping my mouth shut <laughs> when I see my kids um, hurting or something that I kind of think, oh, that's going to have a pretty horrible consequence. Um, keeping my mouth shut if they don't ask me. Yeah, mine's similar to Sue, really. Mine is um,
2: standing back when your children have to face consequences um, and, and it's what grows them and learns them. Um, but in your heart, you're wanting to rescue them, but sometimes that's not the best answer in life. Um, yeah, and it's hard. Yeah.
1: Anything else you want to
0: share?
1: But
0: hard about being a mum? Oh, um, not to get all too deep hey, in it. But we're being authentic this morning. <laughs> Try not to cry. Um, no, probably the hardest thing for me is being a mum without my mum. So my mum passed away when I was twenty-three. So, being a, a new parent, a new mum, even being pregnant without her and trying to raise little kids. So, I'm um, originally from South Africa, so most of our family is still back there. Um, but it's been good in the sense that you, you start to rely on your church family a bit more and your close friends around you. Yeah.
1: That's so good. That's something we often don't think about, especially if you live here with your family not here or you've lost your mum. That's tough. Oh, I'm not crying yet. Okay. You have all been amazing mums and you've all actually had wonderful mums in your lives but many of us here may not actually know some of the journeys that you've walked through so I'm just going to ask each of you just to share for a moment on um, a part of your journey um, and we really hope that it brings hope and encouragement to you guys listening. So, um, Nina, would you
0: like to start? <laughs> hey, Ooh. All right. Um, so I guess this... This journey is probably one that we don't often speak about, but um, my husband, Tim, and I, we've battled with um, infertility, and, um, yeah, when we were struggling um, back in, I guess, 2009 to have kids, um, I think the statistics were one in, in every six New Zealand couples were struggling. Now, unfortunately, it's one in every four, so it's becoming more common, and it's not something we often... Talk about and share about, and I just want to say that there is hope, um, and God has really brought um, us through such an amazing time. Um, when we were um, we were diagnosed with unexplained infertility, which means basically they were they couldn't find anything wrong with us. Um, And so when you go to maybe look into IVF or some medical help, they won't give you any um, financial assistance if there's nothing wrong with you, which sounds bizarre. Um, So they said, oh, you know, we'll see you maybe in five years. Hopefully you'll get pregnant by then. Um, And in that time, God really ministered to us and he gave us this beautiful verse which says, um, you do not need to fight this battle the battle is the Lord's, that he was going to fight for us. And he kept giving us the scripture over and over again, and it was such a a beautiful promise to hold on to. So we just surrendered that time in our lives to him. Um, We went and served at a conference in Te Aroha, and some of you know Kim Walker-Smith. She was one of the speakers there, and she had her in-laws there as well. And it just so happened, her father-in-law and us, we got chatting, and he prayed for us. And he didn't know our full story, but he said, um, as you are faithful in building the house of the Lord, God will be faithful in building your house. And that was our, our, just such a, um, a firm foundation for us to stand on. And in that time, we were hard out serving the house of God and ministry and volunteering. We still do it today, and we love it. Um, and yeah, a year after that, we adopted Sophia. Um, she is our heart baby. Um, Yeah, and that's another beautiful story in itself, which I won't go into today, but maybe one day. Um, She just brought such a lot of healing to our hearts during that that really hard time. Um, She knows her story. um, She knows where she comes from, and we celebrate it as a family. Um, Every January, we have a celebration. um, We call it Gotcha Day, and that was the day she came home to be with us. And she's an amazing, bright, uh, sparkling, full-of-life girl, um, the sparkle in her eye. <laughs> she's awesome. And um, when she was about three, we really felt, oh, it'd be so great if if we could give her a sibling. And now IVF isn't for everyone, and in the beginning it wasn't for us either, but we really felt God say, no, this is this is all right, I'm giving you the go-ahead. We, we personally felt that um, it was okay for us to go ahead with that. And so... Um, fertility associates rang us and they said, yep, you're qualified for public funding, let's get you in. And just so you know, one cycle of IVF costs between twenty and $25,000. So I mean, that in itself was something we could never do. Um, so we just thank God for that. Um, out of our... F- we had a very successful first cycle and we um, had enough... <laughs> embryos to have our own choir if we want to (laughs) Um, but yeah we have a three and a half year old now she's Kayla and another one and a half year old who is Zoe and we just thank God so much for blessing us with our girls Um, one thing I always think about is one of the fertility doctors he said look man can bring cells together but only God can create life and that's so true yeah, so I just want to also say, you know, I, I do get the sense that there could be people who struggle with this and, um, you know, maybe going through something similar to us. And I just want to say I make myself available if anybody wants to have a chat sometime. So, yeah, it's me. Thanks, Thank Nina.
1: Give her a hand. She's amazing. I think a lot of us watching you guys go through this journey, it's been, our hearts have been so, feeling for you and praying for you and then so excited as we've seen your beautiful family come together. So, thank you for sharing. Um, Kerry, would you be keen to
2: tell us about your journey? Tēnā kouta Um So, I am a very organised person um, and I am fairly independent and um, I'm always moving and, and doing things and have a list of things prepared. and. And um, I wake up in the morning and my head goes ding 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 and I've got my list ready and I say to Julian, what's your plan today?" And he goes to have breakfast. you know <laughs> So we've got different kind of minds, but my mind is a, is a very organized mind, and it's a strength, but your strengths can also become your weaknesses. And in my life, um, 20 years ago, when my youngest was four, Um, My strength had become my weakness. I was trying to be the organised and super mum. I was trying to be super placenta person, um, super wife, keeping a super home, and um, I eventually um, had burnout um, quite severely. I woke up one night and my heart was palpitating so fast. And when I think back, I think, why did I do this? But I drove myself to the hospital with my heart going like this, thinking I was probably having a heart attack. And um, they put me on monitors and they said to me, are you stressed? And I lay there and thought, no, I don't think so. But then as I pondered, I thought, I can't remember a day where I have sort of woken up and thought, Oh, what shall we do today? Um, and I realised that I had been living my life on adrenaline, and um, I basically had adrenal poisoning and had burnt out all the serotonin in my brain. Went home. A couple of days later, um, my body just closed down completely. And um, Julian, we had a good relationship with our neighbours, good friends. Julian found me when he came home from work in their bed, and um, and she was looking after the children. Um, from that point onwards um, I um, I'm, I'm a good cook I'm a baker I you know I do Joe you can you can say that uh, yeah um, he likes my muffins and um, she makes amazing wedding cake <laughs> I couldn't my brain wouldn't even function to cut up broccoli um, it was I couldn't drive I couldn't um, I couldn't function and I basically um, was just a cockcase um, overnight. And um, Julian was considering um, giving work, at work to um, look after our children. Um, and, but sort of God and my mum came through, and um, we got a, through work and income, we got a nanny. And we had a nanny for, um, I can't remember whether it was four to six months, but anyway, we had a nanny that came in every morning and at seven o'clock and got the children ready for school. Um, took Kit to play centre, um, looked after Kit, and for the first month of that um, time, I slept, literally. I couldn't even read. I slept and got up and ate and then went back to bed. The second month, I um, read, but I could only read, like, little short story, Reader's Digest-type information. My brain was just, didn't come to church. Um, and by about the fourth month, I was able to function a bit better, and we sort of weaned off Um, having nannies and stuff. But I remember phoning my mum up, being really excited because I had succeeded in baking a slice, and that was a milestone. During that time, I had panic attacks. Um, And we um, went to the doctor. I went on medication, um, which um, really helped. And even to this day, I'm still on half of the lowest dose tablet um, for medication which some people struggle with, but I kind of think if I was a diabetic, I would be on insulin and um, this is what helps me function and um, and I function best. I've tried to come up off it a number of times and I last about six months and I can feel myself going down again. So um, just that baseline is what um, keeps me going. I went to counselling. Um, I, I strongly recommend counselling. It's not a shameful thing um, to go to counselling. Um, I have... Um, she, she sat there. The only thing I remember from counselling is that we sat there and she said, I said, I'm um, driving the van and I'm taking the children here and everywhere. And, and she goes, Why are you doing that? And she said, I said, Because I'm being a good mum, helping all the school do transports for swimming. And she said, No, you're not, you're driving a van. And <laughs> that was my, like, oh my goodness. And I learned to say no. I learned that I didn't have to be um, at everything um, and be there. Um, when I got a little bit better, Kit was four, and um, he—I he, still needed afternoon sleep, so I put him in front of the TV, which for um, he watched Tarzan, I think, <laughs> over and over again, and George of the Jungle. Um, and I think the only um, downside from that was that when he grew up, he wanted to be Tarzan, but—but <laughs> but now he's a marine biologist, so. I, I, it really didn't affect him too much. But these decisions are hard decisions as a mum to make when you're coming through, but you need to look after yourself and um, and bring them on. And so what kept me going, um, the prayer and the support of family members, the church, um, I must shout out to Tui here. She was amazing and she rallied around and got meals and stuff um, for us. Um, knowing that deep down it would pass and that... Um, you know, it, it was a phase in our life and it would pass and, um, and, and, and sharing my story with people while I was in it um, I'm, I'm a very open pe- person and I don't mind people knowing where I'm at but my theory is if people know where you're at they can help you yeah. so don't be afraid um, if you get into this situation to see it as a shameful thing because um, we're here to help and we want to help and we want to love and we want to support yeah. Yeah, and I got through it, it took probably a, a good two years afterwards, I was still having afternoon sleeps, but um, yeah, I'm through it, and God is good. That's so good, let's give her a hand, I'm just so thankful that you're willing to share your
1: story, <laughs> like, I remember you, we were at the church when you were here, but we were had we were newly married with young kids and we had no idea what you were going through and it's so cool that people did and they were supporting you and thank you so much for sharing because um, you're not the only one that has walked or is walking through that and there's so much hope um, and I love that you are no one for your laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I often could hear Kerry laugh and church. Oh, Kerry's here. <laughs> cool. um, and lastly, Sue, would you like to share your
3: journey? I love all the different stories, um, but thank you. Well, I guess because I'm the older one of us three, or the oldest, whatever you want to say, I remember both of their journeys, and um, very, um, it's amazing actually hearing them share. Yeah. Um, a lot of you may not be aware that um, I was a solo mum. I was age 25 when my marriage broke up, and I had these two amazing little boys to bring up on my own. Um, And I'm sure every mum here would agree with me that being a mum is pretty hard, but being a solo mum is a lot, lot harder. Um, I'm just going to share with you some of the real challenges that I had just very briefly. Um, Firstly, I wasn't a Christian, so that, that definitely made a difference. I did believe in God and I did used to cry out to him, but I didn't have a relationship with him. Anyway, as a solo mum, my, my life was an absolute mess. I was emotionally a, a disaster. <laughs> um, I felt very ins- insecure, very inadequate. Um, lots of guilt, lots of fear. Fear of the future. Um, there was no one to help me to discipline my boys. No help when I was tired. No, no one to say, you're doing well. Um, all those things that... I guess, some of us take for granted. Um, I also was aware, probably more looking back now, that um, because I was emotionally pretty overwhelmed, that my boys were also very affected as well, and I probably wasn't as supportive to them as they needed, which I have apologised to them for, and they've been very gracious and loving about it. Um, the other thing was finances. Um, I was on a low income, and so my my finances were stretched to the absolute limit. Um, just a little example, I can remember one day I didn't even have enough money to buy a bottle of milk, but thankfully I had some milk powder, so we were okay. Um, anyway, coming back to the fact that at that point in time I wasn't a Christian, I... Um, There was a a little church just down the road from me. I lived out in the country and I actually started attending this little church. Never underestimate a little bit of kindness because the people at this church were incredibly kind to me, incredibly generous. Um, It was only a small church. They were really, really supportive, um, very non-condemning, just there for me. They never preached at me. They just supported me. And I think if they'd preached at me I would have run. Um, Anyway, that kindness led to me making a commitment to God and I do remember thinking, I didn't fully understand what it meant to be born again, but I remember thinking, how can I make anything any worse? It's already bad enough. (laughs) Um, Anyway, a couple of years later I moved to Wongarei and I started attending this church, which is where I met Gary and We got married, Um, he was a solo dad at the time with two children, so we ended up with four children together bringing up these four children. Um, So I'm a a step mum as well, which um, has its own challenges (laughs) but that is another story. Um, Gary has since passed away but I am incredibly grateful for um, how wonderful he was to me how he loved me unconditionally, Um, and God used him to heal me in a lot of areas. Um, And he also was an amazing dad. Um, My boys would not be who they are but for him, so I am incredibly thankful for that. But most of all, um, it was God who made the difference. Um, Gary certainly made a difference, and we sure had our battles. Our first eight years, we used to tell everyone, was like World War III. (laughs) It just took us so long to get through it, and there'll be a few here that will probably remember that. I think about Marilyn, she'll remember our struggles, (laughs) and then others who have been here a long time. Um, I just want to finish off with a couple of verses. Um, Psalm 68 says that God sets the lonely in families, and in Psalm 116, it says, The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion the Lord protects the simple-hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. And that's exactly what he did. And I can just say that through all the seasons of my life, he has just been so there for me, and he's just supported me, and he's good. No matter what happens to us, no matter the struggles, he is good, and he is faithful.
1: Thank you so much that's amazing wasn't that awesome Um, you don't all have to answer this but I just wanted to ask that um, I know when we go through painful things it's so easy for us to tend to blame God or to allow real deep disappointment to settle in our hearts and how would you guys encourage someone who is really struggling at the moment in their lives do you have any
0: words of wisdom or advice I was just gonna say, um, life is the biggest mystery and we're not always going to understand but we can always trust. And um, there's a verse, uh, I didn't catch where it was from, but it's it goes, for now we only see in part. And I always have the sense that one day when we get to heaven, we all, we're all gonna go, ah, oh, now I get it, you know, and God knows what he's doing and yes, it's hard, but um, yeah, we only see just such a fraction of what's really
2: going on, and um, yeah, and and sometimes we don't know the answer why. Um, and as Nita said, it's not until life passes for a lot. And I've still got questions in our life where we don't know the reason why. But it deepens it deepens your faith because you just have to hang on to God, and you choose. And faith is a choice, um, and you have to make that choice that I am going to believe. Um, and, and make that your rock and that your strength, yeah, and share your burdens, share your burdens,
3: yeah. Um, I'm going to come at it from a totally different angle because um, this is what has been really powerful for me, um, and that's forgiveness, um, forgiving others, but forgiving ourselves as well because sometimes we really need to forgive ourselves, Um, Many years ago, a really wise lady said to me, because I was struggling with the whole area of forgiveness and I kept remembering things that had happened, and she said um, her suggestion, which worked really well, was write down every single thing that you've been hurt by, pray over each one out loud, and release each one of them to God, then tear up the piece of paper and, if possible, burn it. Don't you know? Don't have the big red fire engines coming, but you know. Um, and then, whenever that little voice comes to you and says, "Oh, I remember when?", um, you can go, "No, I've forgiven them. I've that's past. I've forgiven that." That's
1: awesome. Thank you. That's so good. Um, just finishing up now. Last random question, but. Best piece of advice to give to mums today that you've been given or that you've learned.
2: I think the best gift that we can give our children is to love our husbands and, and the husbands to love the wives. If if that is secure, then your children have got security. Um, and um, and if you're a solo parent, just um, to have that love of God in your life as well. Um, we always say that we're a team of Julie and me and God, and what other people say, if we're at peace with it, then that's our decision, because it, it belongs to the three of us. The other um, advice that I often give to, um, the, Ian Grant was a real um, mentor in our life, and um, he used to say the line of, in the years are long, sorry, the days are long, but the years are short. And when you're in that preschool, primary school age, it seems like it's forever, but I remember driving home from Hamilton after dropping kid off and just thinking those years have just gone so fast. And um, I could go on and on. You've got me on my favourite topic, I'll stop.
0: (laughs) Oh, and I just think, you know, there's there's this stigma that you have to have it all together as a mum, and you have to be a super mum. There's no such thing as a super mum, and we don't have it all together, and I think what I've learned um, in my journey is to reach out for help. Um, and I remember, and I know <laughs> remember this, I was meant to pick up my eldest from school and my toddler started on a number two and I was like, She's going to be 20 minutes. Please, can you go pick up my child and, and drop her home? And, you know, she does that for me. And it's okay to reach out and um, not have it all together. So, yeah. I think
1: it's learning to appreciate what other mums do well that you don't as well. Like, like you can nail some things in life, but you're not going to okay. be good at everything. Yeah. So it's like, hey, thank you that you're such an amazing
3: mum doing that. And, yeah. That's cool. Well, Kerry kind of stole what I was going to say the first, but anyway. <laughs> but um, the, the other thing that is um, I think is really really important is when your children are little and as they're growing up to make sure that you have quality time together as a couple because your children will grow up and then if you don't know each other Mm. your marriage is going to be in trouble Mm. so um, my suggestion is even if it's and it will be probably really hard and finances might be might um, hinder what you can do, but there's lots of nice things that you can do without spending money, so um, that would be my suggestion.
1: I'll add my little one um, that someone told me once, but just to really enjoy every season. I think it's so easy when your children at certain ages to just be looking forward to when that's over and the next stage is there, but like Kerry said, it just suddenly all those seasons have passed so quick. So embrace every season, and can I say that about all of you when you turn... And you age as well like embrace the age you're at and enjoy that season because you won't ever be that young again but yeah I think I've really tried to think I want to enjoy this season and make the most of the season because it will pass but I just want to say thank you so much I've just loved hearing from you and I feel like there's such hope in each of your stories and I love that you're willing to talk to people too so let's give them a massive hand as they go thank you so much thank you Hugs. We didn't use too many tissues. I'm surprised. But we've got to do it again at the next service. Whoops. I'm um, just finishing up now. Um, one thing that I love so much about the Bible is it is full of raw and honest stories about people's lives. It actually tells you everything, and um, we don't do that in our lives, do we? We often post the highlights. We edit out the bad stuff, but. The Bible is full of ugly stories, and I think it shows through these stories you can see the redemption of God displayed, um, how good he is, how he works in people's lives. And our heart this morning is that as you've heard the different stories from each of these people, um, the good and the bad, but that you'd have hope that God will walk through you with whatever you go through Um and that you'll have hope that He's never going to leave you, that He is a miracle-working God, um, but that you will laugh again. There will be good times ahead if you feel like you're in a really dark place. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. And I said this at the start, you know, God is like an amazing artist and He will take the messes and the broken bits of our lives and um, things that have happened to us that weren't meant to, things that others have done, dumb decisions we've made. But the crazy thing about God is sometimes He turns those things into something even more beautiful, even more effective and powerful than they were before. And that's just because He is so amazing. He is such an amazing God. And I want to say this morning, you aren't alone, there is hope. And please don't be afraid to reach out for help. Like Kerry said, there's no shame in being honest and asking for help.
0: Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.